check, check, check one, check two, check three. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back at it with another podcast numeral one eight nine uh number one eight nine of the cannabis coffee hour 89 another summer get down sound of the funky drummer music hitting you hard because i know you got soul brothers and sisters listen what i'm hitting y'all getting what i'm getting Saying what I'm saying, knowing what I'm knowing, uh, and now I'm showing that uh, I know uh, the lyrics to a Public Enemy song. Uh, and I did, yeah, I guess that's "Fight the Power," and it was from the movie "Do the Right Thing," which is a great movie. I should revisit that. I saw that in the movie theater um, in '89. The summer of 89, I saw it in D.C. at this art house theater. I remember it in Georgetown. It's like a art house theater, and it was in Georgetown. And I went with it with my friend, and he kind of got upset. Like, it got underneath his collar. Because uh, it was such a provocative... I mean, it was uh, all about, you know, race relations, and Spike Lee was just coming in hard. Uh, and it was just awesome. Uh, it was a brilliant movie. I mean, I, yeah, that was just like somebody else. That was like, but that was like right when it came out. So, you know, uh, I don't judge them. And we were all young. So I went with a bunch of dudes when I was young. Oh, it was one other friend. Uh, maybe another guy. But I just remember one guy, it just like jarred him a little bit. Uh, but I love that movie. But there is, you know, it's, it's crazy. There's like a riot in it. It's all in Brooklyn. It's shot beautifully. It's acted I mean, the dude from The Sopranos is the pizza dude. Um, it's an amazing film. Uh, I need to watch it again. I just remember visually it was really good. And sonically, yeah, it had that public enemy track. And I remember it was mixed in there right. Like, it was just cut in there right. I guess, you know, Spike Lee just is a genius with filmmaking. And those classic, it's like, you can't, with Quentin Tarantino, like, great filmmakers, you just can't fuck with, you know? They get to that level in terms of art. You know, I don't know, personality and, you know, whatever. I don't know people like that, you know? Uh, or, you know, I try to, I guess what I'm trying to just say is, like, I'm trying to look at more of the art these days. And that's a dope film. And what I was thinking about was also something I read, which I'll kick to you, um... I got some cannabis, I got some coffee. But I remember I read something in a, a book. It was a quote from Abraham Lincoln. And it said, his, he said, my religion is doing right because it feels right. It makes me feel right. It, no, doing the right thing makes me feel good. And doing the wrong thing makes me feel bad. And I think that's just a simple, and like that movie was called Do the Right Thing. And, uh, you know, it's just this, as complex as everything is, if you go towards the love and you go towards the good, and it's hard because 
on it, you desperate, everybody's like scrambling and, you know, money might be getting tight and fucking uh, got monkey pox and, and all kinds of shits out there, man. Um, and all the information that we have and, you know, the mental health and man, it really is too much. Uh, and you do have to step back and kind of um, keep it simple, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is like, I try to do the good thing lately, like, even if it's not in my convenience, because, you know, I got a lot of ego with comedy and doing uh, showbiz and making money and all that shit, but I got to also do the right thing in terms of my life and family and everybody else around me, and sometimes that has nothing to do with me, <laughs> if you can dig what I'm saying, but uh, at the same time, uh, I still got a little bit of coffee. I still got a little bit of weed. I got some gigs coming up. Uh, I'm doing a show tonight at a comedy comedy club. Uh, I'm trying not to talk too much about stand-up, but that's what I do. And it is kind of interesting. I'm going to try to mix more music talk and stand-up talk. Um, but it is interesting. Like, I did a show in Bushwick, deep in Bushwick. Shout out to uh, Casey James Salengo. Uh, in the big weird crew, uh, he runs a show at this like hidden cannabis store, man. Oh, I don't want to blow up their spot too much. This was, I think this was like more of a pop-up show and that was like a pop-up shop. And, uh, but Bushwick is like a super art, um, old, you know, also, you know, super hipstered out, but it's also old New York and New York is just going through this cannabis renaissance like you can really smell it on the street everywhere not everywhere but you could smell it strong and the thing about cannabis it doesn't smell bad so i don't sometimes i get bummed out if it's too strong and i'm hanging you know somewhere and i'm going somewhere or uh but usually it smells good i don't know i just worry about um you know just uh just the community at large, you know, I just hope that we got to treat cannabis and smoking with respect, but also don't preach and step on people's uh, aura, vibe, but at the same time, you shouldn't fuck up other people's aura and vibe, so if you if you got some puffing on some loud and it's a bunch of school kids rolling around, just try to be discreet or grandma or something, you know. Don't try to fucking blow them out because some of this loud that's out there is fucking loud. I don't know if, if the kids are using loud anymore um, as a term of a slang, but I always like that slang. Um, cannabis slang has uh, all kinds, you know, it's like pot, weed, herb. Those are the ones I use. And there's, you know, gazillions. Uh, but uh, the loud, that kind of came out during the Kid Cudi era, jetpack. Uh, jet fuel um when packs came out like you know when uh mac miller they really every every <laughs> generation uh has weed smokers there's weed smokers and old people there's weed smokers and metal dudes and hip-hop dudes and rock and roll dudes and then there's some that's not uh computer uh electronic music nerds <laughs> Um, but yeah, I got this, uh, cannabis from doing this show. Um, you know, they gave me a big fat pre-roll, which must've been about a gram. And so I just broke that down 
into my little like I just got this little you know kind of just a little like round easy case plastic case uh kind of is kind of like it's almost like Tupperware and the but the but the cap is always attached to it it's easy I like to put some ground cannabis in that and then I just have my one hitter my glass trusty one hitter and this cannabis is super strong I was super impressed I don't know if I should give out their name or not I don't know how they want to roll like that or not but the setup was pretty sweet if you're in Bushwick <laughs> ask around uh, or check out a calendar from a comedy show I did on Wednesday um, but I'm out here I'm doing it uh, I'm doing a comedy club tonight um, I'm listening to a ton of music that I, I wanted the thing I wanted to talk about there's a really cool reggae song um, came out like six months ago but it's slightly stupid and um, and stick figure and it's called The Way of Life. And the video is just like all animation. I think it's computer-generated animation. And it looks like Hawaii and space. And uh, it's super trippy. And uh, But the thing about that, that whole camp, the slightly stupid and the um, stick figure, like what I've noticed is their sound production is so good. And it always sounds juicy and fresh. I don't know. I just think they know how to get the good mix in there and how the, they got good instruments and they know how to play them. And, you know, they've been working on this music forever. The sound, that vibe, kind of like California uh, reggae, which I like. You know, I'm a fan of Sublime. I've always been fucking with Sublime since they came out. That shit blew my mind just as much as Biggie um, when it first came out, sounding like an old dude, which I is, uh, or I am. Or I don't even want to say that. You know, I just want to be me. But you have to be truthful. That's the thing about cannabis. It does make you truthful. Uh, you know, it's just harder to lie when you're high. <laughs> or maybe maybe people get in the zone, you know. Some people can be like, I don't know. There's something with, like, cannabis and craftsman, craftsmanship. And I do believe, like, craftsmanship and art are kind of in the same zone. And with cannabis, like, you can make any, you know, making coffee can be an art. Uh, making music should be an art. Uh, making comedy, I've always tried to, but what is art? I guess what I, it is something personal that comes out that can't be duplicated. That's, that's when somebody was kicked, that knew about art. And I was like, how do, why do these paintings become so expensive you know a Basquiat or it's because the artist and that's why like if they die it goes even bigger but it's like that name or whatever that art can never be duplicated like it is one of, I think that's kind of the whole NFT thing even if I don't I don't fuck with crypto or NFT or any of that shit man uh, it all sounds pretty creepy to me and uh, I was around during the dot-com boom and I remember a lot of people got quick uh rich quick and the money goes up and the faster the money goes up i don't know but you know the gold rush did happen the cannabis you know um rush is happening dude the dude from patagonia man these uh college kids i mean patagonia has always been kind of but i mean they began as an, a serious outdoor gear company and then it kind of got 
dude, when fleeces started really getting hot in the 90s, uh, a nice fleece, somebody would rock a Patagonia fleece for like four months, you know, go, touring around seeing the spin doctors. Um, yeah, shout out to Patagonia. I guess the head of Patagonia, their gear is awesome. As yuppified or upper crust that it may have held, um, you know, prep schools and private schools definitely rocked a lot of Patagonia. But it was a good outdoor. But so did anybody out west, anybody in Colorado, anybody that's done any mountain, any type of technical mountain type shit. Like, not, not I mean, there's hunter grade, yes. But if you're doing rock climbing or you're doing any fucking... Any of that type of shit, you're definitely fucking with some Patagonia. In terms of their gear, they had... I've always... Uh, like my. I remember my favorite Patagonia got stolen in college. I had a great... Uh, it must have been the first time I had like a $200 uh, winter coat. And I, I went to school in Ohio and uh, it got stolen. I remember I was just like, ah, oh, with my only winter coat. I had to go with like a fleece the rest of the time and five flannels underneath it. Um, but the other th cool thing about Patagonia, if you sent, like if you ripped a zipper or a button popped, or even if the shit got so old, if you sent it to them, they really did take the time to send you something comparable or fix it. I did it with like a bunch of things, man. I will, I, I'm wearing Patagonia underwear right now. Patagonia, if you, I mean, for the dudes out there. But get their sports underwear. That's some good shit, man. They make outdoor clothing. So, and all of their stuff is like organic and not fucking with the uh, earth. And it's not plastics. It's all organic and made right. And the and the workers are paid right. So you know, if you build something on good, it's just more sustainable in the long run. And that's what Patagonia was. And that dude. The president of Patagonia gave up his billion-dollar business or gave up all the profits or, I don't know, maybe he gave all all his money except a little bit of the... I guess he gave his company over to all these different um, charities that are, you know, going to help the environment. Uh, you know, I'm kind of leaning in with this podcast. You know, I, you know, I'm not super informed, but I do think there is a there's a part of cannabis that is good for the environment. Now, I know the backlash of the legalization in, in California in terms of, uh, you know, watering. That's why I think the indoor, the mass, the the quick cash, um, you know, it, it comes down to small businesses can be regulated probably easier. Um, in terms of just like, yo, you can grow with this, not this. Uh, pesticides for the earth and stuff uh, it, it's the packaging and the plastics with that and then all the lights and power if people are doing in, indoor grows um, it takes a lot of power and stuff so I know there is kind of a backlash and um, to the springing up of cannabis because yeah it's still something you know it's messy it, you know everybody's still life is messy everything is messy you know, you just have to feel it out because we've never 
They're, all there is is this moment. This is the most original moment there is. And then the next moment's going to be original. We've never been to that moment. You could call that moment. You can act like you know that moment, but you don't really know, know that n- moment. You want to, what we're trying to do is, you know, balance ourselves for the next moment. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, the way of life. Uh, it's got a funky funk. I wish I, I could spin some of these records for you. I need to, you know, I was thinking like, yeah, to get the show up um, and actually like spin records and shit. That would be dope. And live stream everything and smoke some herb out. But I don't want to give out too many ideas. Uh, I just need to rock them. You just got to step up and do the do. Um, Yeah, I would definitely go see. I see. I saw Slightly Stupid in Amsterdam. They were great. I also saw them do a Beastie Boy like tribute thing in New York one time. That was really good. And uh, yeah, shout out to those cats. Um, they did. They, there's a good video of them playing with Bob Weir. I'm really impressed with that shit, man. And the, the, they have a they have the dude from Fishbone on there, the singer D'Angelo on there with Bob Weir and slightly stupid and it's like the day day after prince died and they do purple rain or maybe he passed away that week um and they do purple rain and they kill it they really kill it it's a good rendition uh they got carl denson who's this saxophonist you know i do know a lot about jam bands so slightly stupid is like a reggae band from san diego these two surfer cat dudes um they kind of came under, they were actually, you can't fuck with them because they uh, were like signed by Bradley from Sublime. Like they come from that SoCal uh, surf punk rock uh, weed out type shit. And uh, they make some good music. You can't fuck with it. Um, some of their songs are great. They got some great tunes with Barrington Levy, who's this like legendary um, reggae artist. Um He's got a great tune with DJ Cali. Uh, I've talked about that before. Where you come from? Um, now everybody's blowing up. DJ Cali's just, he's, it, God did. <laughs> I know, sometimes it's just like too much, but man, you can't fuck with the production. If something's good, it's good. And it's entertaining and, and sometimes just, you know, entertainment. It's almost like, you know, a big movie, you know. I think Rick Ross's music is like that, too. Like, it is pure entertainment. And that's when you start to, you know, lend itself to more uh, gangster lyrics and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's like watching mob movies and gangster movies. But now it's kind of bleeding into the culture so much. Even those cats are bending back, you know. Um, And, you know, I definitely think the DJ Khaled stuff is not as gangstered out. Um, It's all about you know, positivity, um, because positivity eventually wins over negativity. It does, <laughs> but negativity sounds, you know, is sometimes really funny. Uh, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta, you know, as I always said, it's the yin and the yang of it all. If you're over positive and fake positive, you know, it's, it's not sitting in the truth. And people want the truth. And when you're smoking weed out, you want the tree, truth. And the truth is, music's good. Weed's good. <laughs> Coffee's good. I'm having some great coffee. I'm at the 
end of my cup. I got my Pink Floyd uh, Dark Side of the Moon coffee cup. Um, and I'm drinking the tail end of a Chemex uh, brewed. I'm actually... I got canned coffee, like, out of a can, like the grounds. It's already ground. I know I'm usually um, kind of a, are we allowed, uh, you know, I'm usually, like, uh, you know, grinding the beans and all that. But this is some good ground coffee, Lava Za. This is from Italy, you know. It's just good medium roast, what I like. It's in a can. I got it, like, for 7 bucks. Premium house blend, like, this premium house blend. So I don't, it does cut an extra step out of grinding the coffee. And uh, it does take, you know, save me time in the morning. Not that I'm looking for time, but it is, it is nice, you know, to simplify things. Um, but it isn't as good <laughs> as grinding your fresh beans. It's still good though. It's as good as like canned coffee can be. It is the best almost. Um, there's some other ones, but this one's good. I think, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm really excited to explore more coffee shops as well as, a, you know, there's been, I got to go over, shout out to Hidden Hemp. It's another hemp store. They said they're going to open, they've been doing mostly CBD and all the other ones. And, uh, but they haven't been selling pure cannabis but they had they're they're going to soon um is the gig like it's really opening up in new york and new jersey and massachusetts already been open it is an exciting time but it is like every the market's fluctuating and the laws are all changing and everybody's trying to figure out what the safe way and you know i just think it's been repressed for so long that, you know, I think it got so strong and over the top. So hopefully, you know, it'll even out. Like, you know, I try to keep it down to a few one hitters a day or if I'm smoking into the night, you know. I think after 9 p.m. and all the work's done and you're not responsible for anything crazy, that's all on you. You could smoke all the joints you want with your buddies. That's the thing about cannabis is that you don't um, get hung over which is the best part of it, you know. Yeah, the stuff out there, you could lose your marbles a little bit <laughs> if you're not used to it. But if you are used to it, making music, hanging out, storytelling, watching TV, it's all pretty fun. It's all very fun. Um have I watched much TV? Every time I come home and I'm about to watch TV, I'm like, I'm going to watch some TV. And then I just like uh I end up I've been writing and I've been reading I don't know. Maybe it's just getting older. I've been brushing my teeth. I've been using, uh, what's that stuff? What's that stuff? Peroxide? I think that's what I'm doing. Uh, but I had a bottle of it, but it's great to brush your teeth with that and rinse out. It kills all the germs everywhere. Um, been, uh, definitely, you know, walking, meditating, every, you know, just, you know, as I come along, um, I'm figuring it out. It's not perfect and I don't want it to be perfect, but I know not to panic and, uh, I know not to like make decisions from fear, I guess is what it is. And I, that's, you know, that's what the move is. Um, 
And see, it's just all, I, I really think life's about being yourself and having fun. And it's the hardest thing. It's not the hardest thing, but having fun. It's like uh, self-exploration almost. Good self-exploration. I've been thinking with that concept. It's like self-exploration versus self-destruction. And there's like a thin line between those two. Because you have to rebel in order to um, have some type of self uh, evolution, you know, evolution. But you want to go towards the love, evolve towards the love. And it's the harder, it's the harder path. It sounds, it sounds like the softer path, but it's actually the harder path. And that's always been the trippy part of, of life, but the awesome part of life. Um, and having some good coffee, some lava zava. They got a great, I do love their lettering. Give me that lava zava font. Um, Italy, I would love to go to Italy. I, I have been, yeah, my brother was lived in Italy and I visited him in Northern Italy. That, that was dope. And I went to Rome, and I did love their coffee and the people. Europe's dope. I just haven't spent a lot of time there. I've never been to England. The, 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 the queen dying, I don't know. It doesn't really hit me. I'm not mad or bad or glad. or It's definitely more of an indifference, but I kind of think they're cool. I've always think people from England, I had a great roommate, my buddy TJ, I lived in a hostel for a year called the Green Tortoise Hostel in San Francisco right when I started stand-up comedy. I lived in a hostel over a year and I actually squatted in almost, it was like a dope uh, San Francisco like row house, but it was condemned. Like it was like there was one of those stickers on the, on the window, like, you know, the government has shut this building down, but for some reason, the half we were in was still open and kind of like, I think the dude owned it and then he owned this hostel. This was like, it's this weird bus service and it's run by hippies. I mean, in terms of like looking back, I know San Francisco is in all this like drama in the LBC with the homeless people and the, uh, the pricing out. The city got so dope. Um, because it is a good setup. But uh, and then but it got so expensive. That's why I was living in a hostel for over a year. I couldn't afford that place. I tried to. Like when I first got there, my friend gave me a room for 300 and that was during the dot com boom. So everybody was making money and I knew all my friends from college and they all had jobs. I just quit my job and traveled around the world for 6 months. That's when I went to Thailand, I went to the Philippines, um, I went to Cambodia, um, but out of all those places, you know, the, the southern parts of Thailand is just the dopest, those islands down there is just fucking sick, but the only thing is, is the surfing, the surfing, I went to Bali, yeah, I forgot, I was in Bali for a month, and I uh, learned to surf in Bali, and that was right when I quit a corporate job. I didn't start stand-up until I was like 27. So um, 
yeah, so I traveled around, and then I ended up in San Francisco, and I was had a room for three, and I went to this, yeah, I went, to, I had a, that's when I started stand-up, I started doing all the coffee shops, North Beach still had this dope-ass um, jazz club, and I remember it was called Jazz at Pearls, or Pearls, it was called Pearls, um, but it was like the real deal. Like they just would go off and there was windows you could see in there. And, but to sit in, you would hear them. And there was like real, real deal jazz and you can get drinks and they had waiters and, uh, it sounded sick and they would open up the windows and, um, but now that all seems like a dream, but now, but there was strip clubs everywhere, little corny, like, uh tourist shops and like you know bong places and a couple and then bookstores north beach is a trippy ass place now that i think about it man yeah i lived at the green tortoise hostel and i lived in like this condemned building for like almost a year but there was like uh, i remember it was sweet man i there the comedy clubs were only two blocks away but I did have to like take garbage in the middle of the night. I worked the graveyard shift three nights out of the year. Um, yeah, three nights out of the week. I'm kind of high. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm kind of. I kind of went on this, you know, flashback tangent. But I kind of didn't want to talk too much about, um, you know, me. I wanted to kind of go into the future a little bit. But uh, you know, San Francisco was like. Just a very good cannabis town. But um, but the homelessness, yeah, it it was always there. And there's always kind of a... I, I can't blame the cannabis for that. I think it's a lot of it's hard drugs and mental health. And um, those are the two things that I see. Um, like if you're strung out on heroin or... Um, or and that's when you get to a point where you just can't hold a job of any kind and then you kind of beg on the street i remember this dude came up to me but he was like a young dude and i don't know he just seemed sketchy and he made up this story about having to get back to palo alto and all he needed was 10 bucks and i remember just getting there and i remember like telling him i was like if you're lying to me you're kind of fucking up everything because I'm giving you this money and I don't have much money. <laughs> I think I had like 20 bucks and I gave him 10 bucks. Because uh, he hit me hard. He just came at me and asked for money, you know. Um, and back when you're young, you know, your heartstrings definitely are there. I don't know. That's how I am. I still have it. But New York, you know, fucking just roughs you up to the point where, you know, you never give out money. Or you rarely do. Um but sometimes I do. I usually do if it's super old people. That's kind of my, you know, you kind of just reflect within yourself and live in the moment and whatever you have. I do like, uh, what's that grateful dead? Uh, when your cup is full, may it be full again, you know, just like if you have a full cup, try to pour some of your coffee into somebody else's cup. If your cup is empty, you know, hang on and hope somebody's going to help you out. But standing on your own two feet is kind of a great concept in terms of uh, moving forward, you know. And that's why I'm doing the podcast um, and keeping it alive 
and well all through the pandemic. You know, that a lot of doing the episodes, I mean, it, a lot of it was my sanity. So, so I appreciate everybody listening and tuning in and being down. Let's go to the YouTube, Cannabis Coffee Hour. YouTube is uh, where it's at. But I'm not going to plug, plug, plug. I'm going to smoke, smoke, smoke. <laughs> and enjoy myself um, as I hope you are. I want to do more comedy shows. Uh, like I said, I did the Grassy Knoll. Check out the Rob Cantrell shows. Oh, my God, I'm plugging again. But I got some other shit out there uh, coming up. But it's mostly like just local Brooklyn's. So get at me if you got big shows out of town. Uh, I'm definitely open to uh, talk. Um, that's how the, you know that um, that gig came through. Um, when I went up to the cannabis festival at the Native American reservation, that's how it came through. It was just through the podcast and hitting up my contact email and going through my management and stuff like that. So it got official. Uh, so hit me up. You know the deal. Uh, if you're legit, don't be lying to me like that dude who took my last 10 bucks. Yeah, gotta get out the shows. Live music, man. Oh, man, I heard some great jazz place. I heard some other great jazz in in Brooklyn. Uh, a great place is the Harlem Shake. I think I've... I've told you guys about it before, but Harlem Shake is a great spot. Um, There's Shake Shack, which is kind of like a good hamburger joint, but Harlem Shake's even better, and it's all kind of has like Harlem culture. It has uh, it has regular fries, curly fries, jerk fries. Uh, it has a couple different. Everything has a couple different flavors, like whether it's a hamburger or hot dog or fries. But I'll tell you this. They got a great Impossible Burger. Their Impossible Burger, the one, the meatless hamburger, that joint is delicious. Um, I'll eat that over a regular hamburger any day of the week. That is brilliant. You know, I'm cutting down on meat. I had some, but lately I've been turning it down. Fish, I had some, I made salmon tacos last night. We got an air fryer. That thing is fucking legit for cooking fish which is my favorite dish, but without the money, it's still a wish because I don't want to dream about getting paid, so I reach into my book for the rhymes that I made, hit the studio to see if I got pull. Um, I'm smoking all this. <laughs> That's Eric B. and Rakim. I mean, uh, yeah, Rakim is just like, in terms of like writing style and rhyme style and his own style, wow, wow, gold, just gold, 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 Shakespeare type shit. Yeah, just mostly. Yeah, I've been listening to that reggae, and then I guess I got to put it on my Spotify playlist. Um, but my stand-up album isn't on Spotify, so they're pissing me off. But my label's all in this weird shit with them. I don't know. Um, so I got to release another one, and I might, I might, I might have to do it myself. 
Maybe I'll just do something myself around town and try to super release it. Because like I did my last album and then I have complete control of it, which is kind of the gig um, with art is um, who owns the rights. As we're seeing, you know, you know, a lot of these musicians, you know, Bob Dylan sold his fucking music rights because it continues to make money because there's no, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Bob Dylan, you know, sold it for like $500 million or close to a billion dollars. It's wild. Um, you know, the boss, I think he just sold his, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, those things just keep on making money and money. Like they could be their own like hedge fund. Um, if you have the rights and now everybody's getting wise to it. (laughs) Used to be for like a couple labels, and they're the only ones that had lawyers that wrote up all the contracts. But now everything, you know, is online. It is about the individual. Um, and putting their self, you know, out there. But uh, I definitely want to. I'm I'm looking forward to watching some movies. I have some written down. So definitely some comedy movies. I saw that the new Fletch is coming out. Uh, I want to watch the movie. Uh, you know, I definitely wanted to watch History of the World Part One again uh, by my my favorite Mel Brooks. <laughs> uh, I just definitely remember when that film came out on HBO. I remember watching it on HBO and laughing. But it was definitely, definitely uh, a little bit edgier than all the comedy I'd seen before. Uh, Gregory Hines is in that. A great dancer. <laughs> yeah, getting out to live shows. Yeah, I do know, like, everybody's following Fish. Everybody's into the dead um, right now, which is the weirdest thing. Like, the Grateful Dead is more popular than ever, it feels like. Um, like I just see the logo or maybe that's because I'm digging for it, but no, I think dead and company is touring and people do want to get up and out as they should. The thing about concerts is like, that is a piece of art because it'll never happen again. It is that moment. And that's some of my happiest moments. I wanted to talk about, uh, I saw the Allman brothers at Red Rocks in Colorado with my buddy Adam. I remember, and we were, I was with a bunch of friends uh, that were living in Vail at the time. And it was the first time I drove cross country and Adam and I were in his car and I just got like my first real job after college. And they said that I couldn't start for another month. And then I had a little bit of money. So I, I talked my friend into driving across country and we went and visited like all my friends from college that were in cool places. Like I visited my friend in Sun Valley. I visited my friend in Vail. And then I visited my friend in Boulder. And then I we visited my buddy's friend in Austin, I think. And then I think I visited and though then we visited my buddy in Wisconsin off of Lake Geneva, like this little lake. Like, I just, we drove through in this dude's Acura. I think it was an Acura. Or a Subaru. 
and uh, playing CDs, you know. And we had a packed one-hitter. And we were just cross-country. And we went and saw the Almond Brothers and uh, at Red Rocks. And that was amazing. But we were sleeping on couches. Because I remember afterwards we went to my buddy Winston's place. And everybody was partying there afterward. And we were supposed to sleep there. And I was I did at, at at Red Rocks. Yeah, it was uh we were drinking what was transfusions, which were like uh purple, like grape juice and sprite and vodka outside. It was just a lot of fun. <laughs> Every everything that you, psychedelics, the whole thing, uh and dancing. But then we were crashing at my buddy's place and the party was and these weren't people from the concert, these were just like random people coming home because he lived in this like group house and i remember there was this one girl with like one leg and i think there was a plate of coke going around and we weren't doing that and uh we had to break but we were sleeping on those couches so we had to break out and i think we slept in the car and then we drove to like wisconsin or you know and then we stopped like somewhere cheap you know in the middle of nowhere the thing about middle of nowhere, you can get some $50 hotels that are pretty good. <laughs> the smaller the town, the bigger and better the hotel you can get. The bang for your buck, man. Get in a hotel room in New York. You're going to be, you're not going to be excited for the price that you pay no matter what. I mean, there's some dope ones and the boutique ones are getting really dope. And the thing about New York is you just want a place where you can rent, put your hat down because the party really is outside and running around and seeing everything. But inside, you know, the space is kind of limited. Because there's so many people here, you know. I can't wait, wait to get back out on the road. But it's fall right now. It's just starting to get cold. People are digging it. I'm kind of like, I don't know about this. I'm still, I got my shorts on, I got a t-shirt, dude, I got all my, I got all these, like, nice, I got, like, three, I got, a, like, I got a Cuban shirt pressed, like, a great summer, like, Cuban shirt, and then two Hawaiian shirts, I got them all pressed, and now everybody's turning flannel on me, nah, I'm gonna fight the power on this, man, I'm gonna rock these Hawaiian shirts, during the fall, I'll, yo, fuck your, yo, fuck your, oh, fuck your pumpkin latte, I'm coming back, I'm coming pure on Margaritaville, uh, I'm not really Margaritaville, but I do love the beach vibe, like, I love the beach cruiser, I can give or take Jimmy Buffett, I hate on him a little bit, but he's also a good singer, you know, it's a vibe, uh, and it's, uh, He's got some pretty good tunes, uh, guilty pleasure type tunes, uh, but also good summer tunes, pause vibes. Uh, yeah, uh, what would be my favorite? There's like a couple Jimmy Buffett songs um, that are really good. And for some reason, they do sound pretty good when, this, you know, somewhere in the sun. Um eating a clam sandwich or something, um, drinking beer. Um, but I love cannabis. I haven't been drinking beer, drinking a lot of coffee, smoking a lot of herb, 
And then I got my Nalgene bottle of water, killing the water, um, rocking the water, not killing the water, loving the water. Water is such a commodity right now, man. You go into like the 7-Eleven, man. They got a whole cases of water with nitrate, water with Zuba Zuba, uh, pH balance enhanced electrolytes. Water, dude, this stuff is from Fiji. Water has gotten crazy, man. It's all about swimming. We're all water. I do that on my uh, last Pure Uncut Joy uh, stand-up album. I have a bit about it. I won't do it here on the podcast. I'm trying to plow through some new material. I have a Pink Floyd uh, cup, which is kind of hacky for uh, weed and whatnot. And I don't even listen to that much Pink Floyd. I like the song Fearless, uh, Learning to Fly. Um, What's the other one that I love? Um, Mother, I think is a great tune. Uh, They got a bunch of jams. But they're kind of like Art Deco weirdo dudes. Definitely acid out uh, internal, you know. Something you, I guess you just got to be in the right mood at the right time. I All music is almost like that. Everything is timing. I've been thinking about that. Like, you just kind of go with your what you feel. And I, I always feel like doing this podcast, which is a good sign. The sun is out. Um, it's fall. We're all coming out. Um out tonight i'm coming out tonight i'm going to the eastville comedy club harris stanton's gonna be there nice i just got a notification that i'm doing a stand-up spot so i don't know i think if this is going up there so some yeah if i'm around if you're in new york yeah i usually maybe put it up on you know my uh instagram but i don't want to plug my fucking social media on this thing i've been backing off of social media i don't know it's tricky. Um, I think you, like, I just always bum out if that's, like, the first thing I open up in the morning. Like, I'm trying to not do that. I'm definitely trying to give myself, like, a good hour before I touch the phone. The best thing if I can get away to, like, 10 o'clock before touching the phone, before I even fuck with the phone. And I get my stretches in, and I do my meditation, and I don't even f- touch the phone. I just drink water. Even coffee kind of fucks me up. Like, I gotta just like do that the first thing. I gotta get on. I gotta get on my Marky Mark. I gotta get on my Marky Mark and fucking uh, Mark Wahlberg this shit and get up early in the morning, knock that out early, and get to write it. But I got some projects that I'm mixing up and working on and uh, getting inspired and spazzing out on the keyboard. It's been fun. Uh, and this has been fun, and I hope you're having fun, and have some more fun, peace to you and your mother, and, uh, take care of your dog and cat, alright, I'm out, thank you for listening.